Hi, everyone. We have one of my very favorite people on the planet with us today, Belinda Womack. This time, we're going to get into the real depth of who the archangels are and how we can work with that realm. Belinda is so sweet that sometimes you don't understand that there is some major power coming through behind Belinda and through Belinda. And we don't need... we. She tends to, to treat everything in a very kindly and soft way, but I have talked with these beings before, and they'll go for it. They're very direct, and they'll go very deep with you. So we want to talk about how you can access these incredible archangels yourself and work best with them in this realm. So without further ado, here's Belinda. Welcome, Belinda. Hi, Regina. <laughs> you know, it's true. It's your, your, your energy is just so sweet. People think, oh, that sweet angel lady, and I always call you my earth angel, and those sweet beings, but they're kick-ass beings. I'm sorry, guys. I hope you don't mind I use that word, um, but these guys don't mess around, and I, I thought it was really important to explain something we've never really talked about before. So how are you and the archangels feeling about that? They, the 12 big guns, that's what I call them, um, are ready to kick some ass. So by all means, go for it. Good. They use the ass word too. Okay, here we go. So one of the things that stimulated this is I was recently reading a hermetic passage that's from the book of Revelations in the original Aramaic translation, realizing it's always hidden there right in plain sight, no matter how much we've bastardized it through our religions over the years. And so this is speaking of the ones that we're calling the archangels. So do you mind if I just read this little passage? By all means. Okay. And, and you can tell, who these pe- tell us who these people are, because hint, hint, you know, you already know this. And the Lord of the sun added, as for the secret of the seven stars with that which thou sawest on my right hand and the seven golden lamps, the seven stars are the messengers or teachers, have to turn page here, teachers of the congregations of which the voice told you. And the seven lamps are the seven congregations themselves. Each star represents a lamp. For lo, each lamp is also a planet in the sky, whose Lord is represented upon earth by his chosen one to bring tidings for good or for ill. This is the secret of the seven star-like teachers and their spiritual homes. Wow. It's laying it right out there for us. It's talking about how the stars guide us from the beginning to the end how they work with us, how they teach us, how we can cooperate, not cooperate within this system for good or for ill, as it said. So first of all, I'd like to just toss this up to the archangels to explain in modern day English what that passage just meant for all of us. Regina, first of all, we must tell you Who is the Lord that the passage speaks about? In our perception, we call him Saturn. And Saturn is also known as Archangel Michael, Archangel of Truth, Archangel of the highest will, the will meaning that which the soul 
chooses to bring forth. The number seven is symbolic for overcoming challenges and for moving forward, for excuse Belinda, for evolving, for again, finding that victory. We being the 12 archangels of the central sun, our number is symbolic. The number 12 means to evolve. The seven lamps are the illuminating qualities of seven celestial bodies or planets that come together to create the solar system that you know of as Earth. We call Earth schoolroom Earth. And these celestial bodies called planets embody us, the archangels. So we give you an example. The planet Mercury, which helps humanity to communicate, to think, to sometimes even think backwards when Mercury is in retrograde, is the archangel Gabriel. Now, we all speak as a community. But we work together in unison to help humanity to move forward. And who is humanity? But brave and courageous souls that come from all over the universe to learn about the greatest power and that power is love. And how is that power tested? How is that light tested? It is tested through fear. Saturn is the teacher that teaches through the movements of the planets going through the natal chart. You can think of this as transits. But as Saturn moves, you human beings are taught what it is that you no longer need. Archangel Michael is the archangel of testing. It is that you are in schoolroom earth and you are constantly being tested. Who is Venus? Well, Venus is Archangel Raphael. And Raphael is teaching you how to open your hearts and how to be vulnerable in relationship. And who is the sun? The sun is the Archangel Horus illuminating your soul so that your personality can connect. We again work together. Who is Jupiter? Jupiter is Archangel Metatron. And who is Mars? This again is Archangel Michael, but Michael has a feminine that you may or may not know. You may or may not believe us, but this is Archangel Victoria. For as you learn how to handle your masculine energy, how to stop shooting yourself in the foot, you need the feminine to help you with this so that you can be victorious in your lives. This is Victoria. We stop here. But we say that wherever there is a number, there is a metaphor. 
And if you want to know how we can help you as an individual, get to know your natal chart. For here we move, we speak to you. We are the blueprint that you are born with, helping you to find your way, not your neighbor's way, not your mother's way, your way, your way. That's very beautiful. I appreciate this explanation. It's very simple. It's very elegant. And yet it's very deep and complex at the same time. For example, Saturn, when we think of Saturn, everyone just dreads the Saturn cycles in their life because of the taskmaster nature and also because of the passage of time. Isn't Saturn also associated with time, like Kronos, the passage of time? And if so, isn't this one of the biggest bugaboos to humanity is things don't happen in the, in the time frame we would like to see them happen? And can you explain about that relationship to this illusion of time and Saturn? So, Regina, Archangel Michael, in his persona of Saturn, wishes to speak. First of all, human beings... I would like you to know my full name. I am the Archangel Lucifer Michael. Lucifer means the light of the creator. Michael meaning the will of the creator. So when thought or light and the will come together at the highest frequency or vibration, you know what your next move is, and you take it because you are allowing your soul to guide and to direct you. As Saturn, Lord of Karma, I play the role of slowing you down. If you really want to know, I teach you discipline. I teach you how to be responsible to your life. So this is why, together with my friends here, we created something called time. We also created something called money, which is really just a symbol of exchanging energy. On Schoolroom Earth, you are learning how to balance the masculine, the feminine, the light and dark, the love and the fear, so that you come home to your heart and to your soul. So yes, I can, through your natal chart and through your transits and through your progressions and through your solar returns, I can cause you frustration. But if you understand my true nature, you will hear that the light is pure love not evil or darkness. The will is pure volition and direction from the heart, not free will that allows you to blow up your neighbor's house. It is my responsibility to teach you what responsibility is, and that is to obey your soul. For this is the doorway to your joy, not to your punishment. 
to your joy. Thank you. I am Saturn. Thank you. Saturn, I would also like to ask you, when you say the name Lucifer, Michael, as you know, on this planet, the name Lucifer has a lot of interpretation, misinterpretation, baggage around it. Lucifer here has been portrayed as the fallen angel. Can you explain to us this whole nation, this whole notion of Lucifer as it's bandied about today? versus what you're saying about yourself as an entity. In the beginning, when schoolroom earth was created, and you yourself, Regina, you are a scholar of the origins of schoolroom earth. We speak to you, yes, in metaphor, but the metaphor is easy to understand. If you take the light, which is pure creative thought, and you separate it from the highest will, meaning how you take action, you split it so that it appears to be separate, thoughts can go dark, and the will can do horrible things. This is allowed to be experienced on schoolroom earth. Again, not as punishment, but as a way to learn. Here you get to experience the opposite of the light, which is fear. If you take Lucifer the light and you take the love out of the light, yes, you will see this as a fallen angel. You will see this as evil, as pure fear, but it is illusion. For I say to you that in the truth of the essence of the central soul, the light and the will cannot be separate. It is only here on schoolroom earth when the purest dream of love is allowed to be experienced as a nightmare that my name, any name, can be misunderstood. The truth is, human beings, look within yourself for where there is darkness, where the light, the Lucifer within you has fallen into fear. And lift it up with your heart, with your intention, your clear, pure light. And bring it home to your highest will, the will of your soul. And then you will know me as friend and as the pure love that created me and the rest of the planets, and the rest of the archangels, and the rest of all souls in the great cosmos. In the Hermetic texts, they speak about <clears throat> seven realms above and seven realms below Earth, and that all things are the great creator's creation. And which 
goes perfectly with what you were just saying to us in that it is our job to resonate into or away from something, anything, whatever, wherever our thoughts and wherever our lives are taking us. Can you talk about the, the need to have created the seven? We're happy to resonate with the seven realms above. Uh, people love the notion of angels and light and guidance, but the seven realms below, which are each living out their own thing, can you tell us about the need for humanity to also experience encounters with the seven realms, even the second below, the realms below where we live right now, and how they interface with each other? Regina, our language is a bit different than your hermetic scholars. We say that as above, so below, and that the seven energy centers or stars are the seven primary chakras within your human vessel. But there is a mirror reflection when you lower the frequency or the vibration, it is like looking in a pond of water that is clear. You would be able to see seven layers or seven stones. If there were steps above the water, you could see them reflected as steps in the number seven going down into the water. This is all about vibration. And the vibration is an opportunity to experience something different than pure love. How can the souls of the universe understand the power of love if they only experience what is above and not what is below? What is below just means that there is illusion, there is fear, there is the illusion that, that the seven have become 14, seven above and seven below. What we say is that, and we do not mean to continue to just repeat ourselves, but truly it is about go below, you are below. We call this your subconscious and your deepest subconscious. Here are the seven places, seven steps, seven layers where you lose your energy because you fall into the deception that fear keeps you safe that separation from the creator is real, that separation within your own self is real. You human beings love to shove what you do not love about yourselves deep down in your basements. This would be shame, suffering, fear, self-loathing, and of course, the biggest devil of them all is guilt. So when you go down into your own basement, you go to the below and you bring forgiveness there. 
You know the color of forgiveness is violet. This is the color of your crown chakra that connects you to the above. Well, when you work with this color and you go down into your depths with your intention and you find these lowest frequency memories, experiences, thoughts, beliefs, and the fear that fear keeps you safe, the belief that fear keeps you safe, the belief that guilt keeps you pure. Well, these need these lies, this darkness. If you will just lift it up with your intention, the energy of the seven layers above enfold and wrap around the seven layers below, for they are really always one. They cannot be separate. And then you lift up and you touch your divinity and you begin to understand what reality actually is. Thank you. Is there anything else before we go on to the sun? that you would like to share with us before closing our direct conversation with you? We would love to encourage your listeners to get to know their natal chart so that they can understand how we are teaching individuals through the movements of the planets through their own birth charts. We, and we may get ourselves in trouble, but we are prejudiced a little bit in that we do prefer the sidereal system because it is the most ancient astrology that is based on where the constellations actually are in the sky at the time of birth. The tropical system, which is more popular, is based on setting the heavens to the seasons. But the seasons belong to earth. They do not belong to the heavens. If you want to know your innermost self, then get to know your sidereal chart. Get to know thyself. To know thyself is to know thy creator. That is our little plug to have your chart read, whoever you may be. Hmm. That's very useful. And if you should come up in our chart, we needn't run in fear, right? Saturn. We know that it's just time to pay attention, to be patient, to use our will, and um, lift ourselves through these disciplines, right? Because everyone has, everyone, every aspect has a positive and a negative period of time, you know, time for every season under heaven, so to speak. We say, Regina, that there are most astrologers. We actually have not met an astrologer on your planet that does not like to separate us into benevolent and malefic. 
But we say, truly, we are all benevolent, especially Lucifer Michael in the form of Saturn, because it is through understanding your karma. Your karma is your homework. Your karma shows you where you have lost parts of yourself and other lifetimes because you fell prey to fear. So understanding your karma, knowing what, why you are here and what you are to learn and what you are to study so that you can be free and find your joy is what sets you free. So, beloved ones, you may not like me when I am Archangel Michael in the form of Saturn or in Mars, who is supposed to cause all accidents, but get to know us for who we truly are, for this is how we can help you on your journey to really lift up and rise up and find your power so that you can be free and so that you can transform the old fear that holds you back. I say to you, it is not me. It is not Saturn. It is your own soul teaching you and it is my joy along with all of my beautiful friends to help you to find your way much faster with more grace and gentleness than just not having a candle and walking through one bramble bush after another in the pitch darkness. One of the issues I think the reason people, human beings don't reach out is because we feel very small, diminutive, less than. That's gone on for a very long time now. And think, what, what great being would take time to be with me? One out of billions of people on this planet and who knows how many others. Can you speak about how the archangelic realm is able to give their energy in such an individual way when an individual is calling for understanding or help? Because we are all one. What you feel, human being, we feel. So we describe ourselves as music and you each listen to your own drummer. And this is the way we connect to you is through your own heartbeat. There is no way that the human, what you call in cliche, the left logical rational hemisphere can understand the fluidity of oneness. All we can do is say that wherever you are, we exist with you. When you have eyes to see and ears to hear, then you will know that we are here for you. Each and every one of you, we are here 
for you. Thank you. And with that, I will, I will let you go and, and not ask any more questions of you directly and give Belinda a chance just to process. And thank you so much, Saturn, Lucifer, Michael, for explaining these things to us. Hi, Belinda. Hi. Well, that was interesting. It really, that's what I'm looking for is that kind of overview and depth so people understand how intimately close these beings are with us at all times. And I think one of the beings that nobody has a problem with, everyone says, oh, this is one of the benevolent beings, must be Venus, of course. Unless, of course, you have some awful aspect in your chart saying Venus, your Venus connection is somehow going to be squashed, right? And we'll get into that in a moment. So can you tell us a little bit more about Venus slash Raphael? So um, there are two very benevolent uh, planets. Well, there are more than two, but, but two that really we can always count on to bring us blessings would be Venus and Jupiter. For Venus brings us love and teaches us how to love. And Jupiter, is who is Archangel Metatron, brings us abundance and helps us to expand and helps us to dream and to bring those dreams into this reality. And when Raphael and Metatron come together or Venus and Jupiter come together in any kind of transit, whether it's trine, square, sextile, opposition, they bring us gentleness and they bring us help because they are the supporting energies. They are the, we're gonna, we're gonna make it gentle and easier for you. Versus Saturn, who says, you've got a lesson to learn and I'm gonna make sure you learn it. So we all, that's why, you know, where there is Venus and Jupiter, it's like the, oh. Indeed. What about the constellations they're in? So, for example, if you have your Venus in um, whichever sign, let's say you have your, your Venus in Scorpio, how do the beings, are there, is there another set of uh, another archangelic realm that starts coming in through the constellations that work through that particular, working with that particular planet? So instead of constellation, they're going to say sign of the zodiac. Yes. So there are 12 signs of the zodiac. And these signs, if you look at the, um, the zodiac in the, in the heavens, have a particular, you know, uh, Aries rules the first house, and then we go around Libra rules the seventh. And um, so there's a sign that goes with, with each house of the, of the wheel that has 12 different houses. And each of those signs is ruled or governed by one or more planets. And one or more of these planets is a voice or persona of an archangel. So we're gonna use you, for example, Regina, your natal Venus and your sidereal chart is actually in Libra. And so Libra is ruled 
by Archangel Raphael because Libra is ruled by Venus. So you have a lot of Venus, and we can tell that by your beauty. And Libra is a sign that really wants to bring in that the beauty of heaven, that divine grace and balance and love. But let's say that there is a Venus in Scorpio. Now, Venus doesn't particularly, Raphael doesn't particularly like to be in the sign of Scorpio because Scorpio is ruled by two planets, Mars, so that's Archangel Michael, very masculine, and Archangel Zadkiel, because that's Pluto, that's the planet of death and destruction, transformation and change. So when we have Raphael, they all come together. So you're going to have Raphael, you're going to have Archangel Michael and his feminine of Archangel Victoria to help bring in victory. Why is that? Because it may be confusing. Isn't Mars just completely masculine? Isn't Mars just the warrior? Well, really, if you understand that here on Earth, the battle is within us. And the sign of Scorpio knows that only too well because it is the sign of will and transforming the will. So when we do that, when we learn to direct our will, we become victorious. And that is the Archangel Victoria communicating and helping us. So we've got Archangel Raphael. We've got Archangel Michael. We have Archangel Victoria. And we have Archangel Zadkiel all working together to facilitate teaching us how to love and value and respect self so that we can offer that to someone else. So when Venus is in the sign of Scorpio, all of these special angels or special teachers are helping that human being to transform, because Scorpio is the sign of transformation, how they see love. So this is this in so this can present what we would in, in earth terms consider challenging challenge in relationships, for example. It's gonna be perhaps it's going to take a little bit more for us to move through and come to this space of equanimity and beauty and relationships, say, with Venus and Scorpio as an example? It may go that way. It depends on the vibration of the sign. So Scorpio is also a, a sign of the zodiac that is connected with shamans and healers, And so if we are talking about Scorpio at its highest frequency, that of the phoenix that can rise from the ashes, we may have a healer who comes in with her or his Venus in Scorpio because he or she is going to help facilitate the opening of the heart for self and for others. So we don't know yet. It all depends on how you use the energies. You can take two people born at the exact same second in the same location. They're working with the same archangels, but they can do that in a completely different way because it's all about 
frequency or vibration and choice. What do I want to do with this energy and how do I want to work with it? An example of this is the sign of Pisces. Pisces is so profound and so deep. It's it's like a sign of the deepest soul and of the one soul. Yet Pisces is ruled by the planet Neptune. And Neptune is the Archangel Chamuel. And she gets a bad rap as Neptune. Um, She really does. But when you understand that Chemuel is the archangel of the Divine Mother, so she is teaching you how to dissolve the parts of the ego that are getting in your way and that are causing you to keep buying into separation instead of experiencing oneness. You start to have a different relationship with Neptune because you're now relating to Archangel Chemuel. But the sign of Pisces, if we drop it down to its lowest vibration, you can really be a good drunk if you need to, because it's it can be because of Neptune. I don't want to be on this earth at all. I don't want to have anything to do with this earth. Mm-hmm. I just really, really want to escape. So where's my booze and where's my music? But it's, it's all about how we use the energy. And that's why, and this is just a little second of Belinda speaking, that's why I just love and respect the way the angels have taught me astrology because I'm not an astrologer. I call myself a chart whisperer. But I love to look at a person's natal chart and listen for those angels and listen to how this human being can lift up here or they can rise up here or they can they can resurrect over here so that their life can change so beautifully and so fast because of the power of these angels working through those cells, that DNA, those organs, that brain of the person. Absolutely. It's a very, very deep kind of astrology. And as you say, one that gives you such a deep spiritual backdrop, but not only that, access to the names, the beings themselves, and the tools to be able to work through your chart through a lifetime. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. So let's go, we're not going to do all of them because that would take hours and hours, but let's go to the sun and Horus because most people really only know about the sun placement in their chart, looking at you know your local newspaper or astrology.com to get your daily fix. So let's talk about the depth of the sun or Horus. So Regina, the, the 12 archangels would also like me to say, because some folks may be getting upset that... The 12 archangels also have many names, and some of their names may be different in different texts and in different understandings from different channels or scholars. These are the names that that the archangels have given to me, Belinda, specifically. Um, When you tune into the, the name of Horus, of Archangel Horus, you can really feel the power of the sun. But... Archangel Horus is beyond the sun in our solar system. 
What it does is it takes the sun in your chart and connects you to the central sun, the soul, the great soul, the great creator, where we all come from. So in Regina's chart, her sidereal sun is in the sign of Libra, the sign of peacefulness, love, beauty, balance, harmony, strategy, intelligence, uh, bringing the wisdom of, of the divine feminine to earth. But in your tropical chart, which, which was the tropical astrology was developed by the ancient Greeks, and it is based on that this four seasons, right? So the sun moves into the sign of Aries in the spring, but in the sidereal system, if you looked up at the sky, the constellation above the earth is still in Pisces. But in tropical astrology, you are a Scorpio. And so a Scorpio is quite different than a Libra. A, a Scorpio is, is, is intense and wants to have her way and doesn't care who she annihilates in the path of getting her way. This is one vibration of Scorpio. So it's that all of these different signs have their different vibrations, but Archangel Horus is speaking through the sun wherever it is in the chart because the sun represents your soul, right? It's your solar energy. Who are you becoming, growing into being in this incarnation where your moon tells you who you were before and it talks to you about your family, your inner child, your emotional needs. So if you understand that Archangel Horus connected to the central sun is always communicating through our own soul, and we can connect to our own soul and understand why the heck we're here by tuning in to that where our sun is in our charts. So for you, that seventh house sun is you are you are learning how to really be loved in this incarnation. And to bring love where it has been missing for a long time. And we all know that that's very much what you do. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because, <clears throat> of course, um, my orientation had always been to Western or tropical uh, astrology because that's what most people do. And it's funny because my sister, who is also, she's her birthday's the day after mine, we both thought we were sun- Mercury, Venus, um, Scorpio, and something didn't feel right about it. Well, I still have my Mercury in Scorpio, and my mind can be very sharp. I mean, I can go after whatever it is I'm looking for. I have a very Scorpionic mind. My personality, my daily life doesn't function like that at all. I don't like conflict. I like peace. I love beauty. And my sister is exactly the same way as are my other Scorpio girlfriends born around the same day. So they would all be pushed over into Libra in their solar chart. And so I found it very validating because it's closer to how I feel inside my own body when I was exposed to sidereal astrology and the notion of being 
um, a Libra, Libra Sun, Libra Venus. That feels right to me, where the Scorpio mind still feels correct too. So I, that's just my personal experience. I found it incredibly clarifying to look into, to look through the lens of sidereal astrology. How, why is it that that tropical astrology really took over the whole scene? Well. To answer that question, you would really need to speak to who I considered a true master, and that's Kenneth Bowser. And he has a website called WesternSidereralAstrology.com. Um, and he explains the two different systems. So, but I'm going to give you Belinda's version. And that is, is that the ancient Greeks needed to make astrology a lot easier. And also, they wanted to they wanted to really give the power to the earth. This is just me tuning into their what were they thinking? Because the ancient Babylonians who studied the heavens and had it all mapped out and had an incredible system for understanding astrology thousands of years before the Greeks. Well, why change the system? But Tropical astrology, and I'm sure I'm making the, the tropical astrologers who are listening to this irate, but just hear me out because this is just my simple way of understanding when I tune in to those who created it, said, let's just make it simple. Let's just make a map that maps to the earth so that when the, the, the seasons change and the sun, it's time for that spring equinox. We're going to make the sun move in Aries. And when it's the time for the summer solstice, we're just going to move the sun into Cancer. And when it's time for the fall, we're going to just move that sun right into Libra. And when it's winter, we're going to say that it's time to go into Capricorn. But they did not look at the heavens. And the heavens move. So um, you're your astrological sun sign changes depending on the year that you were born. Now, there's also this whole thing of, of the progressed sun. This means that the, the sun, the earth, is moving, right, for your entire life. And so when you're born with your sun in Libra, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep moving as you mature and you age. And of course, it's going to go from Libra into Scorpio. And depending on how, you, how long you live, it can go all the way into Sagittarius. So you, that's another thing that can help you to understand. But, you know, again, just to keep it simple, my, when I tune into them, they said, we just need something that we can control. We just want to be able to control it, and we want to fix it, and we want to fix it to the earth. Sidereal astrology is more feminine and more fluid in my personal experience and understanding. That's a very good description. Thank you, Belinda, because um, uh, I think a lot of people wonder, how did that come to pass? And so as we 
because again, anybody can contact you and and talk to you about this or or have their own kind of cosmic, deep spiritual understanding through their own chart, and we can't do that all right now. Is there any one final um, planet or being that you would like to discuss before we sign off here? Oh my goodness, um, that would be Archangel Ezekiel in the form of Uranus. Ezekiel speaks. I sometimes come through as two angels, Ezekiel and Uriel. You may also know Uriel as Ariel. Do you see? We have multiple names. But what I bring through is positive, rebellious, radical change. So welcome me into your life. You see, there's a story that says that, forgive the language, but that I can I can come in and cut the balls off of Saturn. What this really means is that Archangel Michael is my beloved brother. Archangel Victoria is my beloved sister. We work together. You see, what Saturn fixes and crystallizes is so that you feel if it doesn't change, you just can't take it anymore. Here I come. Here comes Uranus or Uranus. Pick your pronunciation. And I will liberate you and I will set you free. So, I am the ruler of the sign of Aquarius. I am both feminine and masculine. I am an air sign. But as an angelic being, it is my joy to help you break free of the confines that your subconscious has built for you, the the fortress of fear that you have created for yourself, that Saturn holds your nose to the poop so that you must smell it. I come as the fresh breeze and say, let us just escape this and see it from a different perspective. Have fun with me, for I will always bring you freedom and a blessing. Uranus, Ezekiel, right now on this planet, everybody is feeling that revolution is in order. It's happening across the globe on many levels. And so are you, I assume that you're very busy at this period of time because this isn't personal now. This seems to be a global directive. Can you talk about the revolution of the times right now? So, Regina, in order to do that, I really have to bring in all, uh, all 12 of the archangels. We say to you, humanity, that we are shaking the ground underneath your feet. In the present moment, there is a dance 
between Neptune and Saturn, Archangel Chemuel and Archangel Michael, that is causing you to feel vulnerable and insecure because the structures that have always been secure, that which has been familiar, is being dissolved. And as Ezekiel, as Uranus moves around for you, bringing a blow-up, but a positive blow-up of the old paradigm so that fresh air, freedom, new ways of thinking can come in, we understand that this can be disconcerting. But yet, do you not agree with us that you desire in your hearts for suffering to come to an end? The only way that this can be is that you must take a look at your own fear within your being. And as you do this, the collective wakes up and starts to choose love and starts to choose at a different vibration, respect for one another. But this has to happen deep within your core and deep within your being to shake the crystallized egos out of control. You want to be in control, but control is illusion. So our job is to help you to see where you still imprison yourself, where you still punish yourself, where you still persecute yourself, where you still torture yourself, and where you still do that to one another. For as you see, you begin to have eyes that see. And as you begin to hear, your ears awaken so that you begin to really hear. What is it that we ask you to hear? We ask you to hear that love is not only a beautiful word, it is a power that created you. And if you will choose it, you will find that all of a sudden, your natal chart, your progressions, your transits, your returns support far more heaven in your everyday life. Wake up, beautiful beings. Move the sleepiness out of your eyes so that you can breathe, so that you can breathe. That's absolutely beautiful. Thank all of you for this, and thank you for joining with Belinda. Thank you for answering these questions on behalf of all of us to take a much deeper look at As Above, So Below, our intimate, intimate interweaving with the cosmos and its effect through all of you as our teachers and also as our guides in life. And Belinda, any final thoughts after this beautiful discussion today? I think that they have left me pretty speechless, Regina. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) 
Well, on that note, I want to thank you so much, Belinda, and I'll look forward to seeing you in a few weeks in Boulder. Um, We'll have a chance to get together then and chat over a lot of things. But until then, thank you. Go well. Thank all of the angels also for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, Regina. Okay, well, that was absolutely beautiful. Everything I had hoped for in that conversation. And again, if you'd like to connect with Belinda and the Archangels or have this beautiful cosmic understanding of your charts, then you can always get hold of Belinda at belindawomack.com. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on reginameredith.com.